I'm planting the seeds of what kind of relationship are we going to have when they get married, when they have kids, what kind of grandparent am I going to be? I'm sowing those seeds now in their life as teenagers for what's going to go forward. And I think I'm Susan Goss, and as a seasoned therapist of more than 15 years, I'm honored to have had the opportunity to gain so much wisdom from so many people and love passing that knowledge on to others. So join me and some of my favorite friends as we share some tangible truths with you. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Tangible Truth Podcast. We're so excited that you joined us for the Loving Well Mothering for a Lifetime series. If you've not heard any of the series, please go back. It's a great series. Today, we're going to finish up very briefly our teenage, raising teenagers, and then jump right into parenting the adult child, grandparenting, and hopefully get into one more topic. So Carrie, you are currently raising a teenager. Wow. I am raising three teenagers. (laughs) Bless me. (laughs) But what I love about us putting these two topics together in this particular episode is they really do go hand in hand Uh because the relationship that I as a mom right now forge with my teenagers is directly going to impact the relationship I have with them when we hit adulthoods because very few people are going to have a a distant relationship with their teens and then magically be best friends when they get older. We're planting the seed. I'm planting the seeds with my 13, my 15 and my 19 year old. I'm planting the seeds of what kind of relationship we're going to have when they get married, when they have kids, what kind of grandparent am I going to be? I'm sowing those seeds now in their life as teenagers for what's going to go forward. And I think that's super important. It's like along the way, I mean, we literally, our entire parenting is just about sowing seeds that we might never see, or we might not see till 20 or 30 years down the line. So I love that we put those two together because I know that everything I'm doing now, when I have to make those choices to let my kids, we discussed that about littles about when do you let your kid fail? So when I allow my kid to fail, I'm planting the seed that you're going to fail and that's okay. And then I'm going to be there to pick you up sometimes, but sometimes you got to figure out eventually how to pick yourself up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's super important because I know coming from someone who tends to be of the perfectionist mentality that failing wasn't really an option in my life growing up. And so I've really tried to instill in my kids that failure is okay. And you can be upset about failing. We're not going to discount the emotions that come along with that. But we're also not going to live there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super important. And especially like in the society we live in, when everyone from teenagers to adults have so much pressure about getting this right, doing this perfect, bringing home the right money, getting the right car or the whatever. I think it's really important as a teenager to start sowing those seeds of it's OK to fail and it's OK to, you know, to make the mistakes, to do this, to do something wrong. And so I love just the idea that that we put those two topics together because I think they're super important and they really do go hand in hand. I know, you know, there's all of us in here at some point where adult kids, you know, I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but in our parents' eyes, we're always going to be a kid. And unless we learn how to fix that relationship now with our kids, it's going to be really hard to fix a relationship with a 30 year old that's already set in their ways because they've been doing it for 30 years. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love the fact that you put these two together. I think they're really important. That's great. That's a great comment. And we always want to include our single moms and 
Karen, you were just mentioning it. We were talking about single moms and you had a comment from a single mom, right? Yes. One of my friends who's a single mom was talking about how difficult um, raising teenagers mm-hmm. is and her young adults. And just she mentioned how um, it's so draining and hard to make decisions for your teenagers and to hold that rule firmly, like we were talking about in the last podcast, when it's just you holding the rule. Mm. And then also how they're just when you're celebrating the great things in your um, teenager's life or your young adult's life, that there's not somebody there to celebrate with you and how that's just a different way of parenting and um, made me aware of that. Mm-hmm. I'm just really glad that you mentioned that, Susan um, and Karen, because I think a lot of times it's so hard to walk the path of motherhood, let alone alone. Right, right. Absolutely. And so I really do want to give a shout out to all those single moms mm-hmm. that work so hard and the grind of it that we see you and we love you and you are definitely a part of what we're talking about here. And so we want um, to be a support around you too and wrap you because um, oof, you're doing some hard work. So 100%. Because we talked 100%. about that earlier. It's like we were discussing how hard it was for sometimes for us to make decisions when we have our husband to bounce mm-hmm. ideas off of, well, if you're a single mom, you're bouncing an idea off yourself. Yourself. I'm mm-hmm. like, you're literally just having a conversation of one. It's just you. Well, I guess two. It's just you and Jesus, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so just the idea, like, I can't even fathom looking at my kids and going, it's just me. Yeah. Uh, we honor single moms. Absolutely. We honor single Karen, moms. I'm going to go to my single mom friend now and I'm going to ask her, like, how can I come and celebrate your kids with you? Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's something that we bad. don't hear about. I mean, we always hear about how hard it is for a single mom, you know, to get the kids to school, to pay yes. the bills. But that's something, honestly, I've never thought about is when you want to look at someone and go, didn't our kid do great? Mm-hmm. Didn't my daughter do great? Or like when you're at a graduation and you're the only person that screams when your kid goes across the stage or something something i had never ever thought about is they want someone there in the good times just as much as the bad right well that is a good segue i appreciate you saying that carrie it is a segue into parenting adult children i have adult children karen you have adult children and of course i we we're the mother of our children, but our roles have changed. And that's the best way I would be able to say that. And of course, this goes right back. Carrie asked me to do a little, a little snippet of circle talk. This is very much, this very much relates to circle talk. What is in your circle? What is not in your circle? Our children are outside of our circle, right, Karen? They are outside of our circle because we are not 100% in control of our circle. What we are in control of is motherhood, right? But our children are released to God. And once our children are married, both of my sons are married. So that's why I say what I said in a prior episode, what does motherhood look like for me as it relates to Chad? What does motherhood look like for me as it relates to Jake? Now that they are married, it is what does mother in law look like hood look like for me as it relates to Ashley? What does mother in law look like? Mother in law hood look like as it relates to Mariah? So my roles have changed and I have released because I don't want to be that mother in law that intervenes in a marriage at all. So unless God allows me, you know, unless they ask me for help, 
I don't intervene. You're disciplining wrong. You're doing this wrong. No, no, no. I stay back here unless I'm invited into their world of discipline or whatever. And so that is sometimes easy to do and sometimes not easy. Right, Karen? That's right. It's it's really a privilege. And it's really been one of my favorite things to be a mother to my adult children. Mm-hmm. And really, you're just listening, I feel like, and trying to encourage and support. And that is just a really sweet place to be. Mm-hmm. And it's a di- totally different role than we used to have when they were littles and teens. And I, I too, am enjoying it. It's a totally different role of which I have grown into and I am growing into and loving every minute of it. I love my role as mother-in-law and I love my role as mother of adult of adult children, but I'm very keenly aware of my role and don't want to, like I said, enter enter into something I'm not supposed to enter into. So I'm very keenly aware of it. And all all I have them in my office, as all therapists do, Brooke, Megan, you can attest to this, uh, where there are mother-in-laws that intervene, there are mothers that intervene, there are fathers that intervene, there are father-in-laws that intervene, and uh, where they're not supposed to. So we, we, we understand these roles. So being keenly aware of that, I personally and very aware I've got to know my role. And so that's why I'm talking about a role shift. So I'm constantly asking God, 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 what is my, where's my circle? What am I, what is my role? So that is a, a, a role shift in parenting the adult child for sure. Hey, until Susan, I just have a question. Uh-huh. Just going to jump in. Um, so actually it's for you and Karen. So I have a 19 year old. And so we're in that weird, like kind of a kid, kind of an adult Was there a moment for you guys where you're like, oh, my gosh, he's an adult? Or was it just like a slow slide where you just like you gave him tidbits of adulthood until you felt like he was done? Or was it you just kind of looked up one moment and been like, oh, crud, he's an adult. My role is different. I kind of like to know, like, how that worked for you guys when you realized that shift had happened. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that or was it just kind of a slow fade? Well, both of my, for me, both of our boys moved away. Chad was the first to leave, go to college, and then get a job. He was he was gone. Like he got an apartment once he graduated and was in another town. Jake left for college, went to Nashville, and never moved away from Nashville. So he was away mm-hmm. from the house and became quote, an an adult, (laughs) but was more, we were, we collaborated more. We were still in advice giving mode as they asked all the way through with Chad until he got a solid, like they still came to us for advice. We were still part of that very heavily with both, but not, not, you know, Steve, as far as finances, they were their own. Mm -hmm. Once he got out of college, got a job that was they were set up on their own. Same with Jake. Was longer with Jake because of the different, you know, they yeah. each have their own <laughs> cutoff times. Uh, <laughs> but we worked that out. So they became more independent at a different level. Mm-hmm. But once they were independent, they were independent. Yeah, I would say that. Then how about you, Karen? I'd say that happened at different rates for uh-huh. both of our um, yeah. for both of our children, and 
So each child different. Each child yeah. is different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that totally makes sense because we've talked about numerous times about, you know, knowing your child's currency and knowing yes. what mm-hmm. what works for them, what, what doesn't work for them. My 19-year-old currently still lives in our house and he's great. He's independent. He pays his own bills. He does the whole thing. But it's like we're in that weird in-between space where it's like you want to tell him to stop playing video games, but he did work a 40-hour week and it's his two days off. And so, okay, play your video games. But the mom in me is like, he's playing too much video games. He needs to get out of the house. Yeah. Um, and so that's really the struggle that I'm in as like I'm in that in-between teenager adulthood phase. Yes. I have several. As a matter of fact, I have several. I don't know about Megan and Brooke, but I have several clients in your position. Say my boys did not live at home mm-hmm. after they left. And but in that position, like, can you help me with healthy boundaries for my adult? child who lives at home yeah. now some clients are in my office that that adult child does not have a job oh no like it's great. and then the <laughs> other uh, the others but adult child yeah. does have a job help me with boundaries that kind of thing uh, y'all are probably in the same position i'm in so w- they're different every Every family right. is different. Every adult child is different. But yeah, we work through that. And that's a process working through that. And I can imagine it makes it harder, though, when they're in their when, when it, they're in your home and under yes. your roof and you see those things. Mm-hmm. When they're outside of your home, you don't worry about it so much because you're, they're not underneath your... Yeah, I don't see them 24-7 like when in my house. And so it just becomes... The, the roles become a little bit more blended. Mm-hmm. Whenever they're underneath your roof. So it makes it a little trickier. And so I love, um, Carrie, that you're even recognizing the overlap in roles there. Yeah. Right? And allowing permission for your adult child <laughs> to do what he needs to do, but also recognizing what's going on for you. I think that that's one of the biggest things is how can, again, I know we use this word a lot, but like even being curious about our own systems, about what is yeah. really creating this problem or this anxiety inside of us. I mean, not just ignoring it because that's when we get stuck, right? That's when the anxiety pours out and all of a sudden we're yelling at our adult child for being on the video game. When really, if we slow down and really just pay attention and get curious about us or get curious about our child, um, our adult child, right? (laughs) Then this can go, this can go really, really different, right? Um, But we get stuck because they're underneath our roof and our eyes see it. And so we start to escalate. Your eyes are on it. And so I think that that's a beautiful thing for all of our listeners to know that if we're being curious about ourselves and continuing to be curious in the places where we start to get escalated, then we can slow it down and kind of figure out a different roadmap, right? But yeah. if, we, if we just let it carry us off to the races, then all of a sudden we step outside the circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we would, re- like for me, like video games is his jam. It's his relaxation. But I think it would be really easy for me to slip back into, he's a 14-year-old living in my house playing video games all the time. That's but very he's different. not. He's right. a 19-year-old who just, and actually, I'm not going to lie, I have to give credit to my husband because I looked at him and go, he's playing too many video games. He's just, he's, you know, I was doing the, the, the mom rampage. And he looks at me and goes, well, he did just work five days in a row, eight-hour shifts. And even though it's Wednesday, it's his weekend. Mm-hmm. So what would I be doing on the weekend? Well, I would be sitting on my booty watching some Netflix and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And he goes, it's the same thing for him just because his weekend falls on during the week doesn't make it any less his relaxation time like we would have. Yes. And so I think as far as parenting the adult child, I think, and Karen, you chime in if you want to uh, feel free. But for me, it is learning 
our theme here is loving well, mothering for a lifetime. That's exactly what I always strive to do. I want to love well all the way through the lifespan, right? And I love learning more and more about myself through my children, don't you? And as as Chad, let's say, as I watch him father and I watch him be a husband, oh my gosh, I love that. And it's a joy for me to see him be a father and be a husband and um and just grow and and watch him grow spiritually. So as as he always grows, uh, it's a joy for me to see Jake grow as a husband and as a father who adores his daughter. And that just gives me such joy. And so loving my adult children well and asking God all the time, how do I do that well, blesses me. It blesses me. You know, use the word privilege. It is such a privilege and honor to love my children well, no matter what age they are. And and now loving their children, that's mind blowing how, you know, I think I love my kids and then your heart gets even <laughs> more expanded and bigger loving loving their loving your children's children. I know you agree with that. Yes, it's the icing on the cake. It you is. get to love it, your grandchildren. Yes, it really is. So it's such a blessing. But um, parenting, I will say this. I will say this. Anytime I offer a class on parenting your adult child, it fills up in less than, uh, it, it fills up in 10 minutes. Oh, it's you basically having to relearn how to parent. It, it's like parenting stage two. It is. It, it will, it will fill up immediately. So this is a topic really that should be covered all on its own, like episodes, 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 all on its own, because there are a lot of boundaries that do not get observed. Now, these are these are a lot of therapy sessions that we have in our practices about uh, boundaries that are not observed on parenting your your adult children. Loving well is a very important issue. You have to have Jesus on that. You know? <laughs> it always felt so good as I was transitioning from teenage years to adulthood that when my parents would get curious with me, you said that word curious. Mm-hmm. And they would ask me like what it was I wanted or things like that. And because as a becoming adult, there's so much uh, anxiety and uncertainty and what you want to instill in your children is confidence rather Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. fear of like, I'm going to fail. I'm going to make mistakes. Rather you want to instill it. It's okay if you don't make the perfect decision or even if you fail here, you were talking about this, (laughs) but like, Hey, we'll figure this out together. Not, yeah. I have to do this for you so you don't make a mistake, but rather you guide along with them. Yeah, and you instill in them, even if you do fail, I'm here. you can come back here. Yeah. I'm always going to be there to pick you up. Mm-hmm. Just like no God is there to always pick us up when we fail. Yes. Yeah, no matter. I'm yeah. your safe place. Mm-hmm. Don't, it doesn't matter how old you get. No. Yeah. And, and I don't have to agree with your decision for you to know that you can come home. Right, yeah. right, right. And so then we start right. making decisions for our kids now. And our parents get to grandparent. Exactly. <laughs> you guys get the fun part now. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Very good. Okay. Well, 
That went by fast. Okay, so that's wrapping up another episode. And so we are going to have another episode. And this is what we're going to talk about. We do. We're going to talk about raising leaders, which is going to be amazing. Okay, that's going to be some really positive things to say about raising leaders, uh, about moms that want to raise leaders. I know we all do. And, but we're also going to talk about some some hard things that I know moms, uh, some moms have experienced, like miscarriage, like infertility, and we want to cover that. One thing also that we are going to try to cover, so we'll try to talk about these in a manner to where we can get through them all, but is parenting your parent. And I know that... I had that experience. Uh, I don't know if Karen, have you had that experience or you may be still in that experience? I don't know, but uh, you can speak of it, I'm sure. So we'll be trying to touch on those given the time we have for the last episode. So hang on and listen. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.